Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mama's on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. Oh, my goodness. It's June, friends. Yep, it sure is. Now, despite what it may say on your thermometer, it's not summer yet. Let's <laughs> look at the calendar for that one. We won't be playing summer in the city quite yet, but we will get to that in a few weeks. Today is, however, many... Many things are always celebrated on any given day. Today is National Insect Repellent Day, probably a good thing to know about, and an opportunity for me to explain to people that may or may not be from here and perhaps are just becoming gardeners. When you walk up to someone and they have sort of an odd accumulation of aromas around them and you think, that can't all be sweat. No, that's true. Some of it's sweat. But it's also insect repellent and sunscreen and any number of other (laughs) assorted things that we try to do to keep the bugs and the sun from being our, our enemies. We have that natural chaos in gardening at this time of year. If you want to stay away from the mosquitoes, you avoid the garden early morning and late afternoon. But if you want to avoid the sun, you are in the garden early morning and late afternoon. So there you are. You have to pick your poison, as it were. Or in our case, just put it all on all the time. Love conquers all day today. That sounds like a good thing. Um, And frankly, good morning, Lance. I think we have some work to do. It's National Bubbly Day. Bubbly day. We're supposed I, to. I got to go to like Dollar General and get some bubbles. I, I think we're supposed to have prosecco or something. <laughs> now that sounds better. Yes. I, Although I have to say, why didn't they have all of those little bottles of bubbles when I was a kid? We had to actually wait for an event. Now you can just have bubbles, bubbles all the time. Yeah, bubbles forever. <laughs> you can go anywhere and there are bubbles everywhere. So much fun! I opened a drawer the other day and there were three bottles bottles of bubbles in there, and I went, "Wonder what party that was from." Yeah, you used to have to just make it in a like a sand. Bucket. Yes, always did. Absolutely. It's like Play-Doh. Now that we know how to make Play-Doh ourselves, you can make mountains of it. And unfortunately, it never goes away. It's still in your house many, many moons after you have already gotten through playing with it. That's and for it's, sure. it'll, I mean, I think Play-Doh could withstand like a nuclear attack. It's oh, like yeah. a Twinkie. Oh, know? absolutely. The Twinkies will be here long after the rest of us. That's for sure. This is what we do on weekend gardening. We try to get into your head and make you think about things, too, most of which have to do with the green world, but some of which have to do with things like Why do some people live to be 100 and others do not? We have research that we bring in this particular time frame because I'm just nuts about all of that. Have lots and lots of things to do today, and I'm happy to say that our text line is already heating up. If you'd like to call, and I hope you will, 888-808-8637 is the Super Talk call line. The C Spire text line is always available to you when I am here. It is 601-879-4395. 
1-800-795-9595. Starting in on there today is Luke from Jasper County. His squash are ripe, but they are they still have green they had or they have rather green patches, green bottoms on them. We, that's not unusual. He wants to know if they're edible. Yes, they're just usually not marketable. Because somebody else will look at it and go, well, what's that? And it actually is a virus. It's a discoloring thing. But generally speaking, it does not affect the quality of the the actual squash inside. The other question from Tom in Union Church already today. I tell you what, I feel like I I, I complain about my fig tree, but I I think me propagating mine is going to be easier than this particular project. His tree was leafed out. And then the next, the second freeze came along and took out the top several feet of this gigantic fig tree. So what to do now? Should he prune now? Should he wait? I'm in favor of on this one and really everything else that has had a problem and that we only see leaves at the bottom. The attempt of the plant to support the dead wood at the top takes away from their the effort that they can make to continue to grow the bottom part of the plant. So I'm going to double check. I'll do the scratch test, you know, run your thumbnail along the bark. And if it's brown under there, not green, you know that that's dead. Then that's the part I'm going to cut off now. But it looks like a big project, I got to tell you. That's a, a, a large fig tree. I have said before that I'm down to one branch on the one of mine that is leaning now and laying on the ground. I'm going to have to propagate it. It's not going to keep up. The same thing would go with the gardenia that Tom was asking about. I'm only going to take off the part that's dead. But, you know, if it's a front yard plant and it's or it's where you have to look at it every day and it's bothering you and you want to replace it, I'm not going to tell you not to do that. I will say if you have to dig something up, Shove it in a container or put it in the back of the, you know, back behind something where you don't have to look at it all the time and just see if it won't grow back. But it may or may not be the thing that you want to keep close to your heart all summer. <laughs> it may may not be quite the right thing. John Steinbeck is one of my favorite um, authors of Mice and Men is probably the one that most people know. In early June, he wrote, the world of leaf and blade and flowers explodes and every sunset is different. That's true. I went out last night. There was more light in my back garden after the full moon was up than there had been at sunset because it was the sun was shining, but it was raining at sunset. (laughs) What planet do I live on? (laughs) Jody in Harrison County. Welcome in. What's going on, sir? Hey, Jody. Hey, how you doing, Miss Nelly? Doing great. What's up today? Um, well, a few years ago, I called you and asked you what we needed to do about my mama's uh, citrus trees to fertilize them, and she bought what you told me to tell her, and they're going crazy this year, and she forgot, and I forgot what it was. Oh, okay. And, and, how sweet of you to think of me. I like that. The one that I use and the one that I like. Now, that now in general, what we're talking about is an, an actual bag of organic fertilizer made for citrus. I just happen to really like the one made by the company Espoma, and it's widely available. So that's undoubtedly the one that I recommended. And it's, okay. spelled, it's spelled E-S, E-S-P-O-M-A. They're, they're a big fertilizer and, and products company in the Northeast, but they're, some of their products make it to this part of the world. You'll see tomatone and shrub tone. That's how they're, that's kind of their moniker. And this one will be the citrus tone, citrus fertilizer. 
Okay. E S P O N O M A. S POMA. Okay. Thank you, Jody. I'm glad you remembered. I'm glad the the success is there too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it even even uh, helped the fig trees. So, I mean, well, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. That's for sure. <laughs> Thank you much. Thank you, sweetie. There's a combination of uh, elements that get into that that particular fertilizer, and also the fact that it's naturally sourced. I think works better with the soil. I, I grow a lemon tree in a container. And that's the fertilizer I have used on it since it was a rooting, a sprout, you know, that I rooted. So there's, there's, I have had other success with it. I've had success in, in ground plantings of satsumas and one thing and another. But it's just a fertilizer that happens to have everything I'm looking for and everything that my citrus trees seem to be looking for. <laughs> Good morning, Trey and Grenada. Um, Yes, I, that's, that, that, that cartoon, that particular cartoon reminds me a whole lot of the, what, what my, my grandmother used to say was the best, best kind of gardener. And that, of course, was the one that had some, had someone else there so they could just point. <laughs> her, she wore gloves, she did all her own gardening, but she said, you know, really it would be good if I could just point and it would happen over there. Anyway, fun stuff. Yeah, the car, the, the the husband in this uh, or the boyfriend, he's going to have a long day yeah, in the so. cartoon. He's got a, he's got his work cut out for yeah. him. Yeah. That we always say, don't put a a forty dollar tree in a two dollar hole, you know. And I think this guy's fixing to have to excavate the hundred and fifty dollar tree plantings over here. That's what it looks like. Um, let me see now. I'm going to have to look at this one. Julie's in Marigold, and she's got some yellowing. The first thing I'm going to ask really is um, what have you been fertilizing with or if, if you can you just send me a note and tell me if there is any gin trash or any fresh uncomposted sawdust or any kind of material like that in the bed because that would explain this more than a disease. But I will look at it tighter and you send me a couple more notes, okay? That will be good. I am beaning at my house. In fact, I'm going to pick those beans here pretty quickly. This has been the the, the watchword, so to speak. Save some seed. There are T-shirts. There are cups. There are all sorts of things around now that people are encouraging you to save some of your own seed because things have gotten a little tight in the seed supply situation. Not only there are a few reasons, I suppose. During the pandemic, people couldn't get to work or they were not able to work. They There were lots of pieces of that particular puzzle. But for rural seed operations, it meant that you were either there or you weren't because you couldn't come and go. So I've heard from several different sources that it, that a lot of seed companies just could not get their seed either planted or harvested or whatever it was. Um, the next piece, of course, of that particular puzzle is that, that we've always got one that we like better than anybody else. And when it becomes popular, that seed goes into short supply, even if there's lots of it. The one that I'm watching right now is the Landreth's stringless bean. The question came about, why did they ever develop strings? Well, that was obviously so that it would be easy to get the seeds out. But the 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 point is, this is an 1885 famous green bean that is indeed now in short supply. So I went to look about to see about getting some seeds for my friend and well 
the prices are doubling and tripling weekly uh, because a lot of people plant green beans at this time of the year and they're all looking for it. So I think I'm going to be saving some seeds on this one. think I'll be doing that. This is, uh, okay, well, that's fine. That's good. That's a good soil and not another fertilizer. All right. The beans should not look like this in just potting soil. So if you have an opportunity, do a quick soil test to make sure that we're not missing something. But I don't, I think regular fertilizer would help a vegetable garden food of that sort. But I would take off all of the damaged leaves and try to start the thing over again. If this is just potting soil and it's not sitting and being waterlogged, it sh- the plant should not look like this. So my my best suggestion is that we've got a problem that developed, and it can- they may be able to grow out of it. But take the damaged leaves off, get them out of the garden, and go ahead and give the plants some vegetable garden food. And let's try and get some proper color and a little bit better attitude for them. Love your flowers, though. Those are beautiful. I like the, the better attitude. They, you know, <laughs> always need an attitude adjustment sometimes. Well, sometimes, you know, sometimes adjustment really sometimes a, a plant's nutrient situation is just like that. Good example, we fertilize azaleas with the same food that we fertilize the lawn with. People do that all the time. And then three years down the road, they call me and say, what happened to my azaleas? Their leaves are green. They're only green on the veins. They're yellow with the green markings inside of them. And what happens is that all that fertilizer grew the plants, but it also changed the pH underneath them. So they have to have their attitude adjusted and get some availability of iron in that case. So what do we do? We go spray the plant with iron and keep feeding it the wrong fertilizer. And the next thing you know, we're doing it again. Instead, of course, change fertilizers, treat the soil, because it's always the soil first. And, yeah, if you're trying to sell the house or if you've got neighbors coming to visit, you can spray the plants with the the chelated iron and they'll green back up. <laughs> but that's kind of, I mean, that's the lipstick on the pig thing. You know, it, it helps. It doesn't actually solve the problem. That is for true. Really, really, I, I'm, I'm struck by this one. I've got to, I'm going to have to stare at that a little bit more. But it shouldn't be doing that. I'm telling you, y'all are funny. That's some that's some good stuff this morning. Oh, today is National Black Bear Day. I have friends in North Carolina that that, that may be listening this morning, and I say for them they only have to look out in their backyard because they live. The bears live there. We have them, and they don't they don't live in the country. They don't live like us with the Natchez Trace behind them. This is just the bears have moved in. They're like the the elk out in you know Wyoming. <laughs> they just they're in your front yard. It's they, like yard that's art. It. Yeah. That's it. Why why are you here? I'm here. You know, that's true. Very very true. One of the things that I have enjoyed this week, uh, I had to find out the name of a plant, and philodendron. Hederexium, and I'm sure that's not the right way to pronounce it, but that's how it was pronounced to me, is like an elongated version of Hartley philodendron. Hartley philodendron is philodendron scandens, and it's very, very common. You'll see a basket or a totem pole or just a container with miles of this vine falling out of it, and all the leaves are about two, two and a half inches long, maybe tall, maybe longer if it's climbing up something tall, and they're solid green. 
And there are some that sport from that. We see some some silvering in there sometimes and, and other source of variations. But there is another philodendron. This other one that I'm talking about actually has a much longer point and a uh, not necessarily wider, but it is a bigger leaf because it has to go from that rounded section down to a, a longer, more dramatic pointed base on it. That particular one often is called Brazil because that's where it, part of where it's native. But there are many streaks and spots and creams and things, other names that come from it. Those are all sports. So when I had to explain to someone this week about sports, I ended up writing a little piece about it in the newsletter because it is an interesting thing. When you have a plant that is has a tag in it and then you go and look at that plant in a, a, a book or something, you know, search it up somewhere, and it doesn't look like that, it may or may not be true that it's just a sport. If we can get that sport to be stable, that is to say, for example, silver streak in this case is a beautiful, it's a green leaf and it has a lighter green and silverish streak down the leaf, but it's in a different place on each one, you know, so it gets, it's very interesting looking. What that ends up doing, of course, is being something that can be rooted and then it will come true that way. It won't go back to green. It won't revert. When you can do that, you have a new plant. So that's how we end up with new plants. The one that I was trying to find this particular week um, was Silver Streak. But but, and here we get into the all of the now dozens. You all know that I worked the development of Plant App for a long time. But now they're all out there. And sometimes it's a, as different as the camera in your phone as to what you take a picture of and what that app tells you. So I'm not saying don't trust the one that I worked on. I'm just saying don't trust any of them a whole lot. (laughs) Give yourself the chance, you know, give yourself the chance to look up in a couple of different sources because cream sometimes looks like silver, sometimes looks, you know, anyway. Nice plant. Good one for indoors and outdoors. This one is Silver Streak. Coming up this morning, indoor air pollution is a real thing. But guess what? We got plant-based solutions that are real too. And by the way, why do people live to be a hundred and others don't? Hmm. Things to contemplate, things to grow. This is weekend gardening. I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. We have one voice, the voice of agriculture. We have one job, growing the products you need every day. We have one mission, fighting for agriculture and rural Mississippi. We have you in mind, caring for your private property rights. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. 
You don't want to miss the huge Civil War Relic Show at Brandon City Hall, Saturday, June the 10th from 9 to 5 and Sunday, June the 11th from 9 to 3. Over 300 tables of dealers selling documents, jewelry, antiques, books, currency, prints, relics, weapons, and so much more. An event for the entire family with great Father's Day gift ideas, free genealogy research along with living history displays with reenactors, period food, and much, much more. It's the huge Civil War Relic Show at the Brandon City Hall, Saturday, June the 10th, 9 to 5 and Sunday, June the 11th from 9 to 3. Sponsored by Sons of Confederate Veterans, Camp 265 Brandon. Proceeds benefit the wounded warriors of Mississippi. If recent hailstorms have invited lurk the leak into your home, call the experts at Watkins Construction and Roofing to find out what is lurking in your roof. Our rapid response roof team will be on top of your roof as soon as the next business day with a complimentary, honest assessment of your roof's condition and offer solutions to keep your home and family safe. Say goodbye, lurk the leak. Call Watkins Construction and Roofing today at 601-966-8233 or visit losetheleak.com. What do you have to lose but your leak? Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden to ask you, why do we garden anyway? Are you looking for a beautiful retreat where you can get away from it all? Seeking to reduce stress? To have a home you can really enjoy and invite friends over? Lakeland Yard and Garden is ready to help with your garden paradise. In addition to being a complete nursery, greenhouse, and garden shop, Lakeland offers patio furnishings, including couches, chairs, tables, and much more. Let the professionals at Mississippi's largest garden center help you get away from it all right there in your own backyard. Why do we garden? Because we love it. We love the outdoors, and yes, we do want to get away from it all sometimes. Lakeland Yard and Garden is celebrating 43 years of serving all your garden needs. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden. Lakeland Drive at Airport Road. Greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, focus, and dedication. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that because we put in the hard work and dedication for decades. And that commitment has paid off with award-winning customer service for your auto, home, and life insurance. Jamie Creel, Shelter Insurance. Come see why we're more than just an agent. Proudly serving the Jackson Metro area and the great state of Mississippi. Give us a call at 601-992-6000. Your home is the place where you know your loved ones are secure. But the things that keep your home protected can't keep pests at bay. That's where RAID comes in. For 60 years, RAID scientists have worked to protect people around the world with trusted research, ingredients, testing standards, and product efficacy. RAID seeks to create a better future for all, especially the ones you love most. RAID, protection for all. such a lucky person you know there are a lot of people that listen to super talk all the time and yesterday they heard this song and a bunch of them went wait a minute is it saturday <laughs> my thanks to paul gallo for inviting me in yesterday morning to talk about the plants that are that have been frozen the ones that have been unfrozen the ones we should cut back the ones it still does come down to if you don't like it and you don't want to fool with it, you have the opportunity because it belongs to you to dig it up and move it or get rid of it. You know, you it's your plant. But 
Yes, we have a lot of things that have leafed out and unleafed and deleafed and releafed. The best approach at this point in the summer, coming up on summer, is going to be to take off the part that's actually dead, encourage the other part if you'd like to. I thought about this the other day. My hydrangeas have come back so heavily, or two of them have anyway, that I'm not going to fertilize them. They they had lots of dead sticks coming out the top. I cut those off, and all the leaves just have made a beautiful beginning of a hydrangea. I'm not going to see any flowers this year, but I'm not going to fertilize that one because it's got plenty of growth on it, and I don't need to. But it's a it's really different. It's a it's a different sort of thing, you know. When you look at it, and you think this is not what it should look like at this time of year. And I believe that that is right. You know, Julie and Marigold, I, I have to tell you that the, the good news is that one of the boxes certainly looks better than the other one. And she's got two raised beds about three feet off the ground, which is perfect for me. You know, I want to pull up a chair, <laughs> garden at my comfort, and I like that. Y'all are, y'all are just getting all the, this. We're going to play 3rd of June. We're not going to play the song, but y'all are 3rd of Juning me today. <laughs> It's another sleepy, dusky Delta day. I know the words. Okay, I gotcha. Thank you for all of that. Now, back to Julian Marigold and the problems in her garden. But anyway, I do think that, that you've got a rust on there, but it's not a, it's a superficial problem. Take the leaves off. The plants will probably be fine. But, yes, you can replant as well. I might wait a few weeks just to see how the, the older plants are going to do before I worry about that. And we do have another opportunity coming up in just the few weeks in July to plant green beans all over again. So you have you can see whether these can make it, but if not, you'll have the opportunity to do them again. My squash, the, the, the climbing zucchini, the escalator squash, is looking really good, but it has this same kind of virus on it. Squash often has that issue on the leaves and then sometimes also on the fruit, but it's not it's usually not debilitating. As long as the air circulation is good around the plants, which, of course, is the reason why they've been created a climbing zucchini is to keep the air circulation better. So, Mine, yeah, it, I, I'm about a week and a half behind you on the climbing zucchini. Oh, yeah. And I'm, out of all the seeds I planted, I probably got four really good, you know, sprouts mm-hmm. that are about six, seven inches tall. But they keep die, you know, wanting to die. At Keel over. Yeah. yeah. Kinda, you know, we yellow. haven't grown that variety here mm-hmm. before, so we're going to see. But, yeah. I mean, I only got two to come up. Okay. So you well, beat got, me I've on got, that. Yeah, I've got several. It's just they, you know, they, they're having a hard time getting above about six or seven inches mm-hmm. before they seem to want to. They, and they shouldn't. It's been, the weather's been good for them. Right. But it's, it's just been, been, been strange, though. There, it's an odd variety. Something that we're playing with. Yeah. It's you live and learn, don't you? got to try. A lot of yeah. what we do. Yeah, Joe and Madison, I have to give credit where credit is due. Joe says, you don't get a chance like this every year, Garden Mom. It's the 3rd of June. And then, of course, Trey wants to tell us it's just another sleepy, dusty Delta day. Um, <laughs> we're not going to chop any cotton. We're not going to bale any hay. Thank you, Trey. <laughs> bale hay next month. That is one of my favorite things to watch when they bale hay along the Natchez Trace. It's one of the most fun things to me because the the spaces are 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 fairly tight, and so when you have the opportunity to just watch, it's quite a, it's a machinery. You know, I like to watch machines run anyway, and it's a particularly nifty machine. And the way that they roll those bales is just delightful, fun to fun to see. But we have to do that next month. Today, it's you know. 
I spent a lot of time on a tractor, but I have never bailed hay. It's something I've always wanted to do on a tractor. I've done Watch everything out. Now, else. Now yeah. somebody's going to send you a note yeah, right I mean, now. Come on, Lance. I'd like we'll to let you bail some. It looks interesting. I, I've never done it though. But well, uh, when they when the when the really fancy hay balers with the three trining arms came out, I honestly that's one of the things that I would love to have is art in my yard. It, you know, just a nice rusty one because they're so beautiful, and they do so much good work. That in itself is is important to me. Now, let me just tell y'all, I have been saying this for days and weeks. We knew the rain was going to stop at some point. And in fact, I just got statistics for May. We are officially now behind ourselves in terms of enough rain to get us through the entire year. If you have not already gone out and checked on your systems, made sure that things are working, figured out what's not and fixing it, now is the time to do that. You don't want, as I had yesterday, it's always me that messes up. It's really not about me, but it is me. I went out yesterday to uh, water the zinnias. Yes, y'all, I hope all y'all zinnias are doing as well. Went out to water the zinnias down in the front bed and noticed that my Clara Curtis mums, which are only about three inches tall, because they got, they, they literally got burned to ground level in the freezes this winter, which doesn't often happen. But they have come back from their roots, but they're only a couple of inches tall. They're starting to wilt already. It's like, good grief. This is, <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> See now, there you go. All right. String beans, carrots, cut okra this morning. Congratulations. Mike's in Lamar County. Wonderful harvest. That's delightful. I do like to grow carrots in the spring. They're they're recommended to grow in the fall, and they do well then. But if you get a variety, something like Chantenay or another one that's not too long, a four- or five-inch one rather than those gigantic carrots that we see in the grocery store, if you're growing a smaller carrot, you can plant them just about the same time we plant potatoes because they're very hardy. And, yes, you'd be harvesting them by now. So that's wonderful. Even a little bit later than that. I am not making this up, y'all. Gardening and life in general is magic, is it not? We're, we, we understand how a lot of things work, and yet we turn right around. And the fact that, for example, if I put organic matter into a sandy soil, it improves it. If I put it into a clay soil, it improves it. How is that possible? It just is. That's the way things work. It's all about particle size and soil chemistry, and we can talk about it for a long time. But when you watch it happen, it is a magical experience. You say, how in the world did that all happen? Well, I have large piles of mushrooms in one side of my yard this particular week, and they appear to be growing from the roots of the oak tree that used to be there. So they are probably honey mushrooms. I don't know this. I don't. I'm not a forager, and and I can't guarantee that for anybody. Someone asked me this week, is that what that is? I said, I don't know. But I can tell you that some of the most interesting living biota in the world are the mushrooms. Some of them, and we all are aware of this, communicate with each other with electrical signals. These have been measured. I've talked about them here. It sounds like word salad, but it's not. It's real. However, when they do this, And how the mechanism works has not been understood. Nowadays, they are a little bit better at figuring it out because they have gone to the source. So often when we talk about research, we're talking about somebody bringing something into a lab lab situation. For example, when we 
trial flower and vegetable seeds for the All America selections at the Truck Crops Experiment Station at Crystal Springs. We go down there to see them, but they're planted in those fields because that's the kind of field where they're going to be grown. That's where they plant it. That's how they test it. Well, it's hard to duplicate those conditions when you're trying to research mushrooms. Let's face it, because each culture has its own specific relationship with the soil that it's in or the tree that it's on or whatever, you know, it's it's its environment is. So these guys and gals went to the woods and they stayed there and they went out to measure the electrical signals of Lacaria bicolor. It's a mushroom. And they found out because they were out there in the rain and the sun and the heat and the fog and everything else. What they found out is, indeed, they do talk to each other. They, they, if we if we regard electrical signals as conversation, then they're having conversations. But it increases after it rains. Ectomycorrhizal, I knew I was going to say that wrong. Ectomycorrhizal fungi are an example of some that pay such an important role in tree growth. We're aware of that. We, that's what we see. You know, when, you, when a tree comes down, you see them. You see that, that all that manifests there. Pines, oaks are our favorite trees. They actually make a sheath on the outside of the tree roots. And indeed, the whole thing develops into the vast underground networks that take nutrients from the soil and then transfer it to the tree root itself. We've talked about this many times, the, the sheathing and all of the other bits and pieces of work that the mycorrhiza do are essential, essential to this. So how do we, how do they know when to do stuff? How do they know when to grow? How do they know when to expand? How do they know when to contract? How do they know when to commit osmosis or when to transfer or when to do all these things? Turns out it has to do with their water content. And after rainfall, the signals are much, much stronger, which would make sense to us even as the growers because we can figure that the plant's going to want to get access to that water and nutrient that is suddenly more available than it was before. When you think about the desert blooming, as it has done this year in such a beautiful level, all that water got there, but it didn't turn into flowers until the the mycorrhizal environment, the fungi in the environment, set up the alarm to each other and said, hey, we got enough water here, let's make these things bloom. And that's what that's all about. I love it. So wonderful. Squash. More squash today. Ah, yes. <laughs> well, Kathy, that's a good question. It looks like your air circulation is good. She's got squash. There are a few yellow blooms underneath some of these green leaves. Am I getting enough air circulation? I I hope so. And the way that I would be able, to, the way I think you could probably tell is if the flowers are doing fine and if when they open, they're able to stay open. Because if you were not getting enough air circulation, you would not be getting enough to to even hold the flowers open. That would be that would be unfortunate, and you'd have to take off some leaves. But I think you've got a beautiful stand. The good news is that when we have healthy stands of leaves, and then the the squash particularly makes. It doesn't get sunburned because we have enough. It's the same thing. It's the same reason why we leave some tomato leaves, even if we take off the lower ones on the plant, which I do recommend so that we don't have blight washing up from the soil surface onto the leaves. We still want to leave the ones over the top because they shade the fruit and allow it to go ahead and develop on its own without getting hot spots. How about that? <laughs> More potatoes. <laughs> 
John, I don't even remember how many potatoes John said he planted. These are beautiful potatoes, though, i got to say. I think he's using a filter to make them look prettier. Candy apple red potatoes. Goodness gracious. I did have new potatoes last night, and they were very, very good. Very, very good. Oh, I promised uh, that there would be information about healthy, happy plants, and, and I will get to that. The first one, though, that was more interesting to me, actually, is to do with the fact that plants can tell when the touching starts and stops. How is that possible? Well, you wouldn't think it was because they don't have nerves. There's not a nerve system there. The study has found, though, individual plant cells responded to the touch of a really, really tiny glass rod. I think of this like a pipette, you know, or something that you would have in a laboratory, something very small. They send, because when it when the leaf is touched, it sends slow waves of calcium signals to the other plant cells. Come on. To me, it's magic that they can even measure that. But I love this. When the pressure's released, the waves are much more rapid. Hey, hey, it's okay now. It's okay. You know, I, I like that. I think that's really nifty. This plant shows that the plant cells send different signals at the beginning and the end of the touching, which is which goes directly to when we jostle the tomato cage so that the pollen will fall from the, the plant, the flowers above onto the ones below that, so that the plant can be pollinated. That vibration is part of what does it, but it's the actual physical shaking that moves the pollen. <laughs> so we get to, we get to take advantage of both. Let's see. Um, cherry tomatoes. Okay. Well, the you don't need to put anything on. He's got cherry tomatoes and big ones, lots of leaves grown in rabbit manure. They're green. They're not turning red. They will. They will. If the plant's getting enough water, what you've done is to create a whole lot of nitrogen and a whole lot of leaves. But they'll they'll turn red. They'll just take a little longer. Can you fry them like that? Little. Oh ginger? yeah, you can pickle them too. <laughs> They're good that way. <laughs> yes, indeed. That and more more recipes for what you can do with stuff you didn't expect that you had. <laughs> Going to talk about pawpaw trees. Going to talk about white flies. Y'all got a whole panoply of things for us to talk about today. That's great. If you have any ideas, by the way, about uh, what to do about the cherry tomatoes that won't turn red other than eating them because you know you know me green tomato red tomato it's all the same this is weekend gardening Welcome back. We're talking to Bob and his wife about doghouse living. Well, it's okay. Our doghouse is a double wide and two stories at that. Wow. An alternative for today's high-priced homes. Really? Try having your feet hang out all winter. Yeah, it's challenging. Folks, stay out of the doghouse by calling 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. 
Are you an employer looking to diversify your workforce? Hiring workers with disabilities is a win-win situation. This is Chris Howard, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Call our business relations specialist to learn how your company can benefit from no-cost on-the-job training and receive tax credits when hiring workers with disabilities. We're a source of recruitment for pre-screened and job-ready applicants and are committed to being a valuable partner for employers. Visit our website at mdrs.ms.gov to find a business relations specialist near you. I'm David Frederick, owner of Frederick Sales and Service in Brandon. I'm here to tell you that springtime is the best time to buy a new X-Barn zero-turn mower. With unmatched quality of cut, ease of operation, and low maintenance, it's no wonder why X-Mark is the number one choice of landscape professionals. With sizes starting at 42 inches and 0% financing available, we have an X-Mark zero-turn for all size lawns. Come by my store and see why Frederick's has been leading the way and serving you for 30 years since 1993. Ladies and gentlemen, Mazda of Jackson would like to introduce the all-new 2024 Mazda CX-90, the car that takes luxury to the next level. Imagine being behind the wheel, feeling the comfort of the premium leather seats, and breathing in the aroma of genuine wood trim. And that's just the beginning. The CX-90 has a sleek design that's sure to turn heads wherever you go. The exterior is built to impress with bold lines and an athletic stance. But don't let its sporty exterior fool you. The CX-90 is built for families. With three rows of seats, it comfortably accommodates up to seven passengers. Plus, there's ample cargo space for all your gear. And for those who demand the latest technology, the CX-90 delivers. With a state-of-the-art infotainment system and advanced safety features, you'll always stay connected and safe. The all-new 2024 Mazda CX-90. Luxury, performance, and family-friendly, all in one package. Test drive yours today at Mazda of Jackson. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events. But thanks to two men in a truck, Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need. A professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let two men in a truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. Wounded Warrior Project was created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war, whether those scars are physical or mental. Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind. Ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year, which means... Wait, 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 hold up. Question for the audio engineer. Go ahead. Did I read that right? Discover automatically doubles all your cash back? Yeah, that's what the script says. So if I get a Discover card right now, I can earn twice the cash back. Apparently. Wait! Unlimited first-year cashback match, only from Discover. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash match.
Welcome back to Weekend Gardening. This is one of those days when you know every problem is going to show up. It's just a matter of when. Hello, it's time for white flies. By the way, on another subject, Bill and Lisa, y'all's pawpaw trees look lovely. That's really, they're beautiful. Congratulations. <laughs> We've been talking about those pawpaw trees a long time. That's great. Now, Rhett's got white flies in his apples. Yes, you're exactly right. It's terrible to know about this. If, if if you know you know you have white flies when you walk up to a plant, touch it, touch the branch, and the little white things fly off. That's almost too perfect of a description of white fly. If they don't fly off, but they're white, they may be sticky, they may be spitty, they may you know there's different other creatures. But if they fly off, it is in fact white flies. Generally speaking, white flies don't live where they feed. They are living over in something else nearby. I, I can't actually see what else is in Rhett's yard, but the picture is, indicates that there is another a part, a yard back there. They might be living in a hibiscus plant. They might be living in a euonymus shrub. There's all kind of places. But what you need to do is at dusk, go around the area where you know you've got the meeting in your apple tree, but go around to the areas around it and just rattle those other plants a little bit and see if you can find out where they're nesting. Because that's really where you want to be using, for example, neem oil or something that will control the white flies when they're they're still. That's when they're more vulnerable. Obviously, you can spray stuff in the air all day long, but it's not going to get any except the ones it happens to fall on. And the second problem is if you try to use a systemic insecticide on an apple, you're going to end up with that insecticide inside the fruit, possibly, and you probably don't want to do that. So if your white flies are not on the classic, you know, we think about things that are going to obviously eat apples. We think about if there's a cedar tree nearby, we've got cedar apple rust that goes back and forth, and that'll slow down the production on the apples because they can't make in the presence of that rust. We also have really classic uh, boring insects that get into the fruit when it's very, very tiny, but you don't know they're there until, frankly, <laughs> the fruit is open and there they are. We have other ones that get into it when the skin is forming, and they're right there the whole time. They look like dots, kind of. They'll look as if something's been stippled on the apple. Most of those things are controlled by the regular sprays that we talk about in terms of fruit tree spray. Leaf diseases are also controlled by that and that sort of thing. But when it comes to white flies, they're usually more opportunistic. So if you got white flies, find out where they're living. But the other thing that you can do to help your apple trees is to just keep them sprayed up with spinosad. A combination is even better, spinosad and insecticidal soap. But either one, um, sprayed at eight-day intervals is going to really help, unless it rains and then you need to do it in between. So what I'm saying, Rhett, is figure out where the problem is and, and treat that area. But you can also keep a preventative a little bit on your plant, your apple bat, by using things that will not interfere with your apple's growth or harvest, and that would be insecticidal soap and spinosad. I know, it's a long thing. White flies are not fun. White flies are a pain, and for that reason, they're worth talking about. If you don't have them today, you're going to have them some other day down the way, <laughs> unfortunately. Let's see. Oh, oh, nice. Andy's got zinnias from the, the ones that we mailed out. And he's, something's eating them. Something ate the leaves off a couple of weeks ago. Uh, probably a slug. I found two slugs in the pot with the ones that I hadn't transplanted yet and got rid of them and the, the problem disappeared. I have a lab that 
the female that she loves eating flowers <laughs> anything that looks like candy or flowers so she's been going around the zinnia bucket i moved it after you thinned it out a little bit and mm-hmm, put it in a little mm-hmm. more direct sun and she uh, has moved on from the lantana now to she she's yes. really you know, enthralled <laughs> with the zinnias so I, I i can feel your pain on maybe a cat but maybe a cat my maybe cat's cat. tail he loves to just get all up in them but the dog's eating them well i think i was watering the container of seedlings that i got from you a little bit too much and when i reached in there and saw that there was something eating something i saw there was a hole and i went there's not anything in here but there was a tiny slug about a quarter inch long in the container i said oh i see those things are resilient i mean they, yeah. they get everywhere yeah they're they're more than happy there's there's so many there's so many of those stories you don't even want to talk about but people have everybody has one it's like white flies everybody has slugs eventually <laughs> you may not have them today but you will have them later <laughs> That funny. Let's see. Our friend, the shack bully in Biloxi. This is an American red maple broken off by the wind a couple of years ago. He did not pull it up. It sprouted secondary branches. Now he didn't cut it back, and now it's struggling to leaf out. I would do the I would do the test because this this really should be already leafed out completely, and you got a beautiful shape on it for a recovery. If it's if you scratch the bark. And it's brown underneath, not green. Cut that part off. Go back down a little further, scratch it again, cut it off. But I think by doing that, you'll be able to stimulate the rest of it to come along. Good old-fashioned tree food, a little bit of mulch on the base of this, and some water if it turns out to be dry this month, as I expect that it will. And I believe you'll be fine. But what a good recovery. My goodness. I like it when something you're able to shape something that comes back up so that it looks even more interesting, perhaps, than it did before. That's nice. Gardenia leaves are turning yellow and falling off. Okay. Um, how did not Too much water, not enough water, how do you know? Well, that's a good question. Water itself is, of course, one of the things that we use more sometimes than others. But if, we're, if we see something is wilting, for example, we may think, oh, that needs some water. But we go, and if we put our finger in the soil, it's actually very wet. And that's because when the water gets too dense around the roots, when the whole thing gets waterlogged or saturated, the roots themselves can no longer work. That The, the mycorrhiza that we're talking about just lays there. It can't take up anything, and therefore the roots can't get anything. They all And they'll, they'll basically, that's how root rot works. And it doesn't have to be wet for root rot, but it's the same mechanism. The roots can no longer take up any nutrient for one reason or another. In that case, they're clogged up with the fungus, or in this case, they're clogged up with too much water, and that can be a problem. The leaves on a gardenia, though, are classic. If you're if your leaves are turning um, at the lower part of the plant down near the ground, those are the leaves that primarily are turning yellow. Then you you need nitrogen in the fertilizer, and what you probably need is a bag of fertilizer made for azaleas, camellias, gardenias, hollies, or some general purpose organic fertilizer because most of them are going to be acid forming like that. Okay, if the leaves are all over the the plant in terms of a gardenia, if they're they're all over the entire and just sort of randomly yellow, the chances are better that it's staying too wet and you're seeing a lack of root function. And if they're yellow at the top, 
the, this is an odd one. It doesn't happen very often. But if the only the leaves at the top are yellow and you've got flowers on the plant, it's literally so stressed out that you need to wait until it finishes flowering and then prune it. <laughs> that doesn't happen very often, but it does occasionally happen. So that's what happens with our our lovely friends. Jackie from Brandon, let's see. Um, the I discovered Creeping Jenny in the bed. I dug it up to amazement. It's back. Yeah, it will come right back. What do I do to kill it? Keep pulling it. And don't tell anybody I said this. When you pull it out, open up the soil with something a little bit right there, just a tiny little bit like a pencil. And drop in some table salt. Shh. I didn't tell you to do that. <laughs> But it'll work. We will talk about that. We'll talk about um, Virginia Creeper. Virginia Creeper and and Creeping Jenny are two different things. But when they're in your way, who cares? (laughs) Stay where you are. This is Weekend Gardening. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work. Or in some cases, no work at all. Costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Are customers able to find you online? With the power of Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started to... What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. Bring elegance and beauty to your living space and garden with high-quality fountains and cast stone statuaries from Four Seasons Garden Art located in Crystal Springs. We are the fountain experts with over 300 running fountains and five acres of home and garden products. Let the sound and beauty of a fountain enhance the tranquility of your living space. Four Seasons Garden Art. Visit us at fourseasonsgardenart.net for the availability of products, sales, service, and delivery. We are the fountain experts. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com. It's Alyssa Arbuckle, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. 
Former Obama-era U.S. Attorney General Eric Holder is joining the legal team challenging the controversial Mississippi House Bill 1020. Plaintiffs in the case argue that the bill infringes on their constitutional rights. Representative Trey Lamar says that the first parts of the law would have gone into effect on July 1st. Uh, my understanding is that the lawsuit is, affects everything. And so um, basically has stayed the implementation of, mm-hmm. of House Bill 1020. Now, the first lawsuit, let's be clear, the first lawsuit was a state court lawsuit. And I've got to give a, a lot of credit to the uh, the trial court. The chancellor in Hines County who expedited the matter, I believe his reasoning and his judgment was legally sound as well as uh, very studious and, and expeditious. You know, he didn't have, didn't have to hear that case as quickly as he did. And yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, and now that particular case cases on, on appeal to the Mississippi Supreme Court, but the federal lawsuit is the one that has the uh, House Bill 1020 stayed at the moment. We are the people, Mississippians. We are the land, growing food, fiber, and timber. We are there when you need us, from the roof over your head to the food on your table. We are small town, but big moments, your next door neighbors. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. If you are building a new home or remodeling an older home, Amazing Propane is for you. A propane tankless water heater, a propane generator, a propane gas grill and oven, propane fireplaces, and even lighting. Propane, such a versatile, clean, cost-effective source of energy for any home. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. That's MSPropane.com to learn more. The Mississippi Office of Broadband Expansion and Accessibility was recently given a $151 million federal grant to provide higher quality internet access to underserved areas of our state. Beam Director Sally Doty tells us they're mapping out areas in the most need of service. We have already been in this process. So we have been running, our office has been running a map challenge Mm -hmm. for providers and, you know, that is so important is understanding where service is or is not in our state. And it's been so difficult to tell. There are federal maps that are out there, but that federal map is dependent on provider data and then also they use satellite data they just don't slice and dice it you know it's it's always better you know the more local you can be for more information visit supertalk.fm With Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. The Southern Miss Golden Eagles will appear in the NCAA Tournament Regionals for the seventh straight year and 19th time overall. And this will be the second time the Golden Eagles have gone to the Auburn Regional. The other year was in 2010, and that was Scott Berry's first season. And this will be Scott Berry's last in the regionals, as he announced his retirement. And this will be the 10th time that the Southern Miss Golden Eagles have been the number two seed in the regional as well. They have faced a couple of teams in this regional before. Samford, they have met nine times, winning six. Auburn, they have met seven times, winning two times. And But the pin, the Golden Eagles have never met pin in the regionals or in baseball at all. The Golden Eagles, 41-17, winners of the Sun Belt Tournament Championship, Start their road to Omaha. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. 
Please do not use gas appliances for purposes for which they are not intended. A gas oven should never be used for heating purposes. Never store flammable materials inside. The Mississippi Propane Gas Association takes pride in keeping your home or business protected. We ensure that our products are delivered in compliance with the highest industry safety standards to safeguard your family, your property, and the environment. Our dealers participate in the industry's best practices for propane usage and promote consumer safety education. Visit MSPropane.com. Energy for everyone. Propane. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Want to pay tribute to some teams who saw their season come to an end this past week. Some victorious, some just made a good run. The Colin Lady Wolves defeated the Jones Lady Bobcats 7 to nothing this past week to earn the National Junior College Softball Championship. The Lady Wolves stayed in the winner's bracket until day three of the World Series when they met Jones the first time. The Lady Bobcats were victorious in that one. Then Colin battled back through the Loser bracket to the championship game. They defeated the Lady Bobcats twice to bring home the title of national champion. East Central's Warriors concluded their 2023 baseball season in the Division II Junior College World Series. They won the state championship in the Region 23 championship, finished with 37 wins and 20 losses. And the William Carey Crusaders saw their season come to an end in the NAIA World Series. The Crusaders finished with a 49-11 mark overall and 22-2 in the conference. I'm Dixon Williams of Super Talk Sports, Mississippi. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mama's on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. I'll tell you what. There's some days that you just want, you always wonder in this world, what have you done? How did you get here? And you know what? I don't care. This is the most fun set of texts I have ever run into in my entire career. And I'm so glad I get to be here today for all of this. <laughs> Y'all are fun. There's also some stuff that, of course, that we can't talk about here or won't, won't bother with. But <clears throat> back to the text lines. And, of course, if you'd like to call, please do. 888 um, but the text line that you're that you're burning up already today is six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. I have not seen the pictures of the crepe myrtle. Someone sent me a note this week and said that she wanted to send me pictures, but that she doesn't post or something. I can't remember what it was, so I told her to tune in this morning. So we may we may even get a crepe myrtle question. That would kind of round it all out today. Now we've got Jackie and Brandon. This is great. Jackie, y'all, you're, it's true. It is absolutely true. She wants to know, she's trying to decide what to do about this thing. The creeping Jenny just keeps creeping back. And how much different is this from Virginia Creeper? They're, they both have the same sort of true vine quality that is that they, they can grab stuff themselves. You don't have to train them around things, but, 
Virginia creeper does have more tendrils, but that's it's just a it's a small small thing because they all both of these things will hook their roots into your soil or your other plants or whatever you're trying to keep them away from. So it is a matter oftentimes of pulling it out and then suppressing it a little bit one way or another. I, I talked about the salt possibility. That's always a possibility. Other people will put um, something else into that space. For example, plant something else there immediately that is just as vigorous as, as the creeping Jenny was. And that sometimes can work, too. I do not find it useful. People will put down a layer of cardboard and then two inches of mulch or something. That can be helpful, but usually they just come up through whatever mulch it is. If you have, for example, Virginia creeper, um, which also grows a lot with poison ivy, and you try to suppress it that way, you actually end up multiplying it because it will just then sprout more side branches and, and top branches along the part that you have now buried. So be careful with that part. Let's see. Can can I talk to Jim? Hey, Jim, what's going on, sir? Are you growing potatoes? You growing potatoes? What's up? Well, I told you about this a couple of weeks ago. I I didn't plant them. I put them on top of the ground, covered them up with leaves. Oh yeah. And I just kept I just kept burying them and burying them and burying them. And I was waiting for them to bloom, and never would bloom. And I got notes from turning yellow and dying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you don't have to dig them. You just go out there and grab them and pull them. Mm-hmm, they just come up mm-hmm, out of the ground. Mm-hmm. I had seven plants. Now, I'm telling you this to get to a question. I can go the wrong way around, but this is the only way I know how to do it. I pulled them up, uh, the seven plants up. I got about about four, maybe five pounds of potatoes out of it. And it ranged from anywhere from like a tennis ball up to your fist. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm wondering... Can I replant them things now? Will they make again this year? You can't replant them now, but you can store them and replant them in late August, early September. Yes. Okay, well, I'll do that then. Okay. I got some more work I need to do out there. I got about five years of leaves that fell out there. I was letting it, the leaves just lay there and rot and go back to the soil. Yes. Like you told me your dad did that one time, pulled his boat out and there was a bunch of leaves under there and it made good ground. But I left it out there and it's still in pretty good. I think I'll just do that then. Good. Sounds, well, what sounds I wise. I pulled my garlic up. I pulled my garlic up too. Yeah, yeah. I've got uh, at five plants of those, I've got ten, ten garlic bulbs. Plenty. <laughs> you can save some of them. You're not going to eat all that garlic this summer, so save some of that. <laughs> These things, like your fist, I've never gathered them before. I've been there for about three years. When's the time to plant them back? September. September's good for everything. <laughs> well, for both of those anyway. Yes, ma'am. September's also well, good for beets and Swiss chard, but, you know. <laughs> well, I've got them hanging here under my porch out of direct sunlight. Good. That's good. And... I've done that one time four years ago and put them in a garbage bag, a little uh, onion bag. I hung them up in the sunlight, hit them, and they turned green and rotted. So, I bet they did. <laughs> uh, don't let it in. don't let it flood under there either. That's not good for them. <laughs> yes. Well, Mama, I enjoy your show. I just want to tell you what I've done with my potatoes. Thank you. That's wonderful. You know, I'm always doing crazy stuff like this for that and keeping tomatoes growing on my porch year-round. And I like I just it. Like with it. I like it. Thank you for letting us know. Good, good day to you, Jim. Thank you. That's really good. That's good news, though. You know, the whole thing we talk about planting potatoes 
taking a wire, a circle of fence wire, you know, just wide open and filling it with leaves and then putting the putting leaves in the bottom, filling it as the potatoes grow. It's the same thing. He's just done it on a, a maybe grander scale, bigger space. And sometimes that works as well. DJ in Summit is going to get some figs. Those look really good. I like it. Scott is, uh, so Scott's in so-so. He wants to know if bush beans will make a second crop. Rarely is the answer to that. Sometimes they do, but not often. The good news is that within another month, you'll be able to replant again. So the, the, you can get more bush beans. You just have to make that second planting. Um, I, me and my Virginia creeper are getting to be very good friends. I looked out yesterday and realized that there was one set of it with a leaf on it that's bigger than my head. But as long as it's not poison ivy, I like it on old trees because it turns such a beautiful red in the fall. If it's poison ivy, I don't want that. But Virginia creeper, I can leave alone for a while. Oh, here's a really good question. Should I water the blueberries? I've never watered them before. Well, I, I, here's the, here's the thing. If the very first blueberries are not full, if they've got any kind of little dimples in them or anything like that, yes, you're, you're, you've got a water problem. But if they have borne berries there before and they're making them now, I don't see any reason to dilute what could be the very pungent flavor of the blueberry, but with more water at this point. But if they are a little bit shrivelly, if they're not ripening properly, yes, that would tell you that you needed to give them some some water at this point. My blueberries are, the, the, the big bush doesn't have as many on it as I wish it did, but my smaller ones, younger ones, different season, are really full, um, really full. Well, that's interesting. Varnado's over in Louisiana and says that they're experiencing an abundance of grass this year, unlike any other going back 17 years. I've heard people say that they have, that their bahia is thicker. And I would imagine that pasture, gra- pasture grass is probably the, the certainly thicker because of the rains all winter. But maybe lawn grass is too. I don't know. We'll have to think. Oh, here's a good question. I planted Brussels sprouts back in March, and they're not producing any sprouts. Did I plant them too late? Chances are, because they are, to a certain extent, temperature sensitive, and they may or may not be able to produce at at the point where we are now, where it's above 60 degrees at night, no matter where you are in our part of the world. They're generally one that bears better in the 48 to 55 or 48, pushing on up to 60 but you also have to realize that, that March, if, if it's a plant, for example, and Brussels sprouts will usually tell you that from a plant, they're going to still take 60, 70 days to make a sprout. So if you plant it in, say, mid-March to mid-April to mid-May, you're not really there yet. It just depends on how much longer they can survive the heat. So I wouldn't pull them up yet, but I would keep an eye on them because you may not get any action out of them. <laughs> I hate to say that. You know, I'm a big fan of Brussels sprouts, but they just don't do as well in hot weather as they do in cool weather. <laughs> Andrea, that's beautiful. This is Andrea that's sending us the Gloriosa Lily, her first one. That's go- that's just beautiful. She um, She's the person that had the candelabra seeds, That the second round of candelabra seeds. We're all over the candelabra world now. Hey, I'm going to tell you, that's beautiful right Isn't that there. lovely? That it's lovely. the only true vining lily. 
Oh, man. And it's just beautiful. It's native to Mexico. And, and she's a gorilla lily. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like what everybody that. calls it. Hey, what I wanted to say, uh, uh, Carl and Rebecca Evans, they're listeners of ours and friends of mine, and uh, I will say, Rebecca, she's a chef and has a catering company, but I was helping them move the other day to a new home, and uh, she had an impressive uh, compost pile and you know, in a big pot, and I saw the eggshells and everything. Mm-hmm. I was so impressed, mm-hmm. and uh, I was lived two houses down, you know. And, and, but beautiful plants, uh, just a wonderful people. But I was reading the what made me think about it was I was reading John's post about if you'd like cashew butter, and then he goes into his nineteen ninety five Volvo. And terrible. Yeah. He reminds me of Carl. They both have. Oh. The, the, yeah, he, he, Carl is that's a, a classic. Oh man, he's yeah. got so much uh, talent to do things and fix things. And uh, he's always got a project. By the going. way, John says, "Don't try to fix a hay baler." He's, yeah, <laughs> he gets, yeah. he warns you that's going to take your you know your sanity. <laughs> but I, I, I'm going to try the cashew butter. That cashew butter amazing. is wonderful stuff. I will tell you that it is dearer than my pocketbook will allow most of the time. <laughs> but it is delicious. I've never had a um, I've never had a, a access to enough cashews to make my own, but. I do like, in, in, on another level, I do love the cheese that is made uh, from cashews, quote-unquote cheese. It's not actually cheese because it's vegan. It's not dairy. But um, really nice stuff. <laughs> Andrea says that's a, a spell check. But people do call them that, you know. Anyway, pond grass. Five-acre ponds with a lot of fish in it. Good, good, good. And Varnado wants to know if overfeeding the fish can cause the pond to grass over. Oh, this is about the abundance of that kind of grass. Well, yeah, um, sometimes that's true. Sometimes if, if you, there's a couple of things. Sometimes if the if food floats in there, they're, they're, the fish are being overfed and there's n- nutrient capacity in it, it will in turn feed the grass. It's also true, this, this doesn't sound like it's what happened, but it, it's also true that when there is a fish kill, if there's a problem and they all are left in the pond, you will end up with a lot more grass because there's so much more nutrient there for them to grow in. So, yeah, that that can happen. Overfeeding fish is not a good thing anyway, but it it certainly could be the the source of your issue. I don't know about um, I don't know I don't know how to tell you to undo that. I really don't. I know that aeration helps. You know, if you have if you have a, an aerator that you can turn up and make it move, make the water move more. If you have one of those, that, like in the catfish ponds that crawls across the water, that would be helpful. But it is a difficult thing to um, to, to fix. Hmm, overfeeding the fish. Interesting. Let's see. Um, where are we? Can I talk to Marina? Yeah. Hey, Marina. Ooh, rattlesnake beans. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. Thank you for calling today. Hello, Marina. Welcome in. Thank you for calling. Okay. Oh, well, thank you for taking my call. Yes, ma'am. Um, yes. Last year, I had beautiful rattlesnake bean vines. I've grown rattlesnake numbers of years, but I have beautiful vines, not a single bloom, not a single bean. Mm. So this year, once again, but unbeknownst to me, we used the same seed. My husband planted them, and I said, maybe it's a seed, John, because they grew, again, vines. Five feet tall, no blends. I, I pulled them up yesterday. Mm. I'm doing something wrong or something's wrong with the seed. Do you have an explanation? You have plenty of sunlight, right? Plenty. Okay. Do you fertilize this patch? 
He he told me today that he did not fertilize them. Okay, good, because you shouldn't. <laughs> the problem that we have with beans sometimes is that we end up, for instance, if you dig the same beans into the same area for a couple of years, you end up with so much nitrogen in the soil that we, you know, the, the, the pick the beans and then we dig them in to use that material. But sometimes we can end up with too much nitrogen in the soil for that particular plant to bear because they're already fixing nitrogen from the air. And then if you got too much in the soil, we can end up with leaves and no beans. I'm going to have to say I, I think this might be a seed problem because you've done it twice. If you had told me that you fertilized, I would just have to say, well, there's too much nitrogen there. Plant the beans somewhere else. You know, see if they'll if they can come up in another place. And I still might do that. I might plant a few of them in a container, for example, or somewhere else, just to see if they can bear in another part of your garden. But if they've been in the same area two years and they haven't made, it could be a seed problem. You might want to do a soil test just to check out how the actual soil itself is doing. But if other things are growing, you're going to have to kind of take it down to the seed, I'm afraid. And I hate that because we all love rattlesnake beans. <laughs> okay. Thank you, ma'am. Appreciate you calling. I don't think she liked my answer. <laughs> I'll say that she was uh, she very nice, and she said McCarley, Mississippi, and I did not know where that was at first. And I said, "Where you know McCarley?" She goes, "Most people don't know where it is." So I wanted to you know mention McCarley is between Winona and Carrollton. Mm-hmm. So if anyone mm-hmm. you know is out and about, and that's where McCarley is. I, I love learning stuff on this. Well, show. Sure. We always learn on the show. You know. I'm, I, I, I'm really happy. I was happy the year that I learned the name of all 82 counties. <laughs> that was a test. <laughs> I don't come from such a big place. Anyway, let's see. Bill's in Perkinson. He's got three pink lemonade blueberry bushes that get about, uh, they're, they're still small and no fruit. Direct sun half of the day, and they're next to the other 15 that are huge and prolific. Well, um, I think... I know that pink lemonade blueberries are not as vigorous as, say, Tiff Blue and the ones that we grow that that we you know get to be tree sized in three years if we if we're <laughs> if we're lucky or if we're not lucky depending on how we feel about that. But I think if 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 I were looking at these, I would probably want to fertilize them a little bit more this summer. We don't usually fertilize when we've got plenty of blueberries going on. We may not fertilize them at all because the soil has turned out to be plenty rich for them. But since these are not bearing, and if I were having new blueberries in the garden, I would always fertilize them in June or after I pick the fruit, whichever happens you know, first. In this case, there's not going to be any fruit. So I would say go ahead and give them some fertilizer. Let's just try and grow a nice, healthy blueberry, get them to put on some more growth this summer. And then that will be, bode better for next year. There, you, you, I'm selling. I tell, seldom tell you to push something, but I'm going to tell you to push these blueberries a little bit because your other ones are doing so well. We want to get the maximum out of these, but they're not as vigorous, so that's why we may have to push a little bit to get them to do what we need them to do. Okay, okay, all right. My goodness, there's a lot going on this morning. I wish I knew where. To, I wish I knew why rattlesnake beans wouldn't make flowers. Hmm. Anyway, something to think about, something to consider. And why do these people live to be a hundred? Hmm. Come on back. There's more weekend gardening.
Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. Welcome to Dog House Living. Our guest is Bob and his wife, Jenny, who started this craze. Well, you know, while digging, I hit a gas line and blew up our house. Well, Bob, I am just blown away. No pun intended, of course. Why wouldn't you just call 811? So, the takeaway, folks, to stay out of the dog house, call 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code FREE for an extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code FREE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code FREE for 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden. Now is the time to get yourself to Lakeland Yard and Garden for the largest selection of patio furniture, outdoor-indoor living areas, umbrellas, replacement cushions, and beautiful fountains and stepping stones. You'll even find Komodo Joe grills and collegiate gift items. The expert staff members at Lakeland Yard and Garden will be happy to guide you through their large nursery stock of bedding plants, perennials, tropicals, and more. While you're there, be sure to get your topsoil or mulch sold by the bag or in bulk. Lakeland Yard and Garden even offers local delivery. Lakeland Yard and Garden, growing your way and serving you for over 40 years. Stop by or call today, located at Lakeland Drive and Airport Road, 601-939-7304, online at lakelandyardandgarden.com. Listen to your garden mama now. It's Lakeland Yard and Garden Center for all your gardening needs and a whole lot more. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter 
Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders. So, yeah, there's a story about Van Morrison that's uh, out running out and about that, that's interesting enough. Belfast Express, you know, generally has a story about Van Morrison in it because the newspaper knows where they're, what, what, how they're going to get me to read the Belfast Express. Otherwise, that's the way they do it. But this is interesting. His, one of his guitar players that has been playing with him for years, is a, fe- a fellow whose name is Platania. And the joke is that he also plays with another guy named Chip Taylor, whose joke is that when Van, he, he has written a song that, about how when Van snaps his fingers basically and rattles the money, the guitar player goes with him and takes off and goes to Van and leaves Jim where he, where he was sitting, which turns out to be fine because the guitar player is also playing on this this record. Okay, these are all friends. This is a joke. It's a funny thing. The point of all of this, though, is that the Van song was, was written by this other musician, Chip Taylor, the singer. He is the brother of Angelina Jolie's father, John Voight. And when you see a picture of him, he looks just like John Voight's brother, except he has a lot more hair. This guy, however, the thing that's interesting about him and the reason I'm telling you this is because I can now answer the bar conversations of every decade for anybody that's ever sat there and said, who wrote that? What are they saying in that song, Wild Thing? This guy wrote it. John Voight's brother, Andy Taylor, wrote Wild Thing. But he also wrote Angel of the Morning. And for those of you whose heads have just snapped, that's what happened to me when I read the Belfast Express this week. That's crazy. There's only one guitar player, it turns out, in Ireland. And these two guys have to have him. Who could, where, how in the world do you get those two songs in your head in, in the same lifetime? Anyway, just shows you people are more interesting than you might have thought. I'll admit, because of, you know, my generation, I knew who John Voight was a long time before I knew who Angelina Jolie was. But there it is. It's, a, it's all a matter of perspective. It's like cashew butter. If you don't know about it, then you probably don't know about cashew cheese that vegans eat, which is really better even than cashew butter. But anyway, it's another, another subject for another day. Too expensive. Can't afford any of it, but it's wonderful. Talking about plant-based stuff... University of Technology, Sydney, has decided that they really needed to measure. You think about gasoline fumes, you don't think about them being in your house. But the same constituents of gasoline fumes are actually in your house. It can be benzene, can be coming out of the the floors or the walls or just the indoor air and the way things process together. And some of these things do have terrible health implications down the road. But what we have found out is that those same plants that we studied so long ago, beginning in South Mississippi, talking about all of the plants, you know, measuring the plants and the changes in the air quality that we had had done there 
because we wanted to understand how we might be able to clean the air in a spaceship and still may using these plants have a natural air cleaner situation going on. So the folks there in Sydney are working on this same thing, but they're trying to do it with the plantscaping attitude. In other words, the plants in your office building have always been understood to help to clean the air, but how much and which and can we take care of these really particularly toxic volatiles that are floating around in the air? Well, that would obviously, if we prove that to be true, that would make a bigger business for indoor plantscaping, right? Yes, it would. We know that indoor air quality can be more polluted than outdoor air quality, in part because we breathe so much more of it, but also because of its constituent parts. So working on this particular thing, they're they're trying to get... We say gasoline fumes, but it's the constituent. The, the story refers to it as gasoline fumes. We know they're not pumping gasoline into your house. But there are constituents of gasoline fumes that are the same things that are in the indoor air. So breathing these fumes can lead to plain old lung irritation, headaches, and nausea. But it can be a whole lot worse than that. It can be asthma and other chronic diseases from the longer-term exposure. We didn't know that lead paint would do stuff to us until many generations passed when the people were actually handling lead paint. I don't think anybody ever thought about the fact that when paint chips, little kids pick it up and chew on it. You know, kids pick up literally everything and chew on it. We didn't understand that implication at the time. Lead paint's a beautiful thing, but you don't want to be around it because of that. So just interesting ways that we're learning more about the ways we can take care of our air it's, it's important. It's the stuff that we want to know. It really is. More reasons to grow things. You want, you want another reason to plant some more vegetables? You want to know, get another reason to organize your neighborhood and put in a community garden? Well, we got a couple of them. One is that we have got so much more fungal infections around the world. And we're finding this particularly in grain crops, but that's not the only thing. The prevalence of these difficulties with the infections, there's not a natural predator for each one of them. There's not a control product that takes care of each one of them. And therefore, when we get too many things monocropped, we end up with, you know, 5,000, 100 zillion acres of one particular grain. When that fungus gets started, it can be very difficult and sometimes impossible to stop it. Across the world, food security has been under assault, but it's even more so because rising populations mean a greater pull on these particular crops. For example, rice and wheat and corn and soy, even potatoes. The infections, you know, we think we knew about potato famines already from our histories, but indeed, we're trying to fill out 2,000 calories a day all the way up to 4 billion people. And if we have entire areas that are being destroyed by fungus diseases, then we're not going to get there. So it's more reason for us to grow and to grow diversely and to grow more and more stuff. Let's see. Can we go to New Albany? Let's talk to Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy, welcome into Weekend Gardening. What's going on? Hey, how you doing? Doing well, thank you. Uh-huh. Look, uh, my question is, uh, I, I transplanted uh, some scuppernog muscadines. Mm-hmm. Um, I transplanted some of those back in the late winter. Uh, like your, That's what I read on the Internet. It's a good time to do it. Mm-hmm. And they were doing really good. Uh, they, they started putting out green. And now every time they put out green, it just burns up like it'll, it'll brown up. And I've done two of them. 
and then I planted two new that I bought uh, plants, uh, and they're doing great. But the ones I transplanted, they're just not doing anything. And mm-hmm. um, you break the limbs off, and they're still really green. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, in that same area, I have two, three blueberries actually. They're living. They're just not doing anything. I have a, a pear tree that's living. It's just re- and I've had one plum tree die already and two uh, peach trees to die. Okay. And I was just wondering what you, what you thought, All what your right. opinion is. If well, we let me ask you this. Do you have, do, do you water these plants? Do you have a way to water them? I have started watering them more, but they, we had so much rain it would hold water right. out Right, no, I understand. Uh, but what I'm saying is you do have a way to get water to them in the summer. Yes. Okay. Um did you prune the muscadines that you transplanted? I did not. Okay. I'm thinking that if they had more than a couple of feet of vine on them when they were moved, they may just be having plain old transplant shock. They haven't been able to put their roots in fast enough to accommodate the top growth, especially since the ones that were new that you planted are doing okay. So Yeah, the the, the actually some of the vines on these that I transplanted are, are Six six foot tall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Six foot long. Cut them in half. Cut. Go ahead and cut off like th- if it if it browned out at the edges. Cut off three feet of it, and let's start them again. Okay. It's not going to give you any fruit this year anyway. And if we can get mm-hmm. them a little bit happier and get them better established, then obviously things will be better going forward. The other thing that I would okay. do because you have had some losses. I would do a soil test in the general area of the fruits because then you you will find out you may have too much potassium. You may not have enough of something. You know, you you may need to put in some minor elements, or you may find that that's not the problem at all, and it's actually drainage. But I think a soil test okay. in that general area would be a good thing to start with. Yeah, this is the gumbo type dirt. It sets up like concrete when oh, it dries. Oh yeah, oh uh, yeah. And so when things get a little bit too dry. It literally slams shut on their roots. It, you know, it just smacks them. And so that can be a problem. Okay. But if you improve the soil, okay. that helps. It's still, even when you improve the soil, you still need to know what's there. So get the soil test done, and that'll tell you what we need to put in there to make it make things better for your next round of trees. Okay. All right. I'll thank you. Thank you. Sounds like a great place. I'd love to see it. Of course, I like New Albany anyway, so <laughs> that's fun. We always have those questions, though. When we lose a peach and we lose a this and, and something else is doing great, sometimes it's as simple as the soil, for example. Blueberries are going to do okay. Muscadines are going to do okay. But it takes a little bit more specific soil to do peaches and apples. It, they can't be, it can't be quite as acid, and it also has to have a much better drainage, frankly. Blueberries are, are native to our part of the world. They, the cultivated blueberries do not like to stand in wet soil or any of that, but they are more resilient than some of the other things that we'd like to grow. <laughs> How about that? Let's see. Um, it's very difficult now to dig up hydrangeas and transplant them but if you need to do that go right ahead just be sure that when you get it to the new site you put a lot of water there and let it continue to get almost dripped on let's see i want to kill nutgrass in a vegetable garden how long to to do that and do i use clear plastic or black you use clear plastic six mil the thickest one you can find and tuck it down around those edges Put it out there now. 
And by the time you're planting your fall garden in late July or early August, you should have a pretty good amount of kill. It takes about three months of that kind of sun treatment, solarization treatment, to actually kill to the maximum depth that it can kill weed seeds and those nuts. But the nuts will succumb if you leave it sealed up for eight eight weeks or so and then get ready to plant your fall garden. That shouldn't be a problem. How much do we hate nutgrass? And I hate to I hate to be prejudiced, but I really hate nutgrass. <laughs> if we could weave chair seats out of it or do something with it, but there's just nothing to do with it except try to get it out. And every time you pull it, of course, it makes four. So they're they're, they're prolific and they really do multiply ridiculously so that's why the solarization is so powerful it literally puts the sun to work for you and drought helps in there under there too all of those qualities but in a the longest thing of course it will it'll take greater depth but you can get those nuts dead in about eight weeks especially the way the summer's looking Yes, he's right. Rhett says introducing red worms and keeping up on the watering really helped change the soil in the front. Yeah, it, it will do that. I, I talk about watering all the time because when we don't do it is when we think about it. And if we'll think about it before we need to do it, then all you have to do is go out there and turn it on. I have been uh, chasing quick couplers around my house. Now, fortunately, I'm not the only person in my life that has handled the quick couplers. But when you have quick couplers, you know, they, they go on the hose and they allow you to go click, click and snap it in and change it, whether you're going to a sprinkler or whether you're going to a, a hose bib or something else. Or in my case, you're going to the Y on the left as opposed to the Y on the right. But when we get to the quick couplers and someone else comes along and messes with them, you'll end up with one end of one. And I got to tell you, there's a box somewhere at my house where things have been getting thrown for years. I'm going to find it. I feel confident that all the rest of the quick couplers are there. I'm not going to buy any more until I go through, find that box and go through it. Oh, talking about uh, food security a little bit ago, we do know, of course, that uh, some lovely report on community gardens in Vicksburg where we are trying to make sure that people who don't live within distance of that they can get to a supermarket have the opportunity to get to some fresh vegetables but even then sometimes it's still a matter of nutrition when the seeds of plants like peas and sunflowers are bio fortified with zinc that's a little gene implantment there the seedlings are harvested then as microgreens and they will in fact be a whole lot more nutritious if you haven't gotten into microgreens yet let me encourage you to try some you may you may have eaten sprouts on salads along the way. You may have thought that was not right, too chewy or too crunchy or any. There's any number of things people didn't like. But if you go on a little bit farther to the microgreen and actually have the leaves, the taste is often better, and the nutrient power is tremendous. But by if they can do this on these ones that are frankly grown in places that are food deserts like we all understand about we'd have a whole lot more nutrition in our microgreens i like it i like it a lot oh my goodness what a beautiful morning this is i hope you'll hope y'all know that this is international clothesline week and that it's not a football play um if you don't know what a clothesline is Look it up. You'll be glad. You'll be amazed. You'll think it was. You just think it's the only thing that they used to grow morning glories on. But it's not. This is weekend gardening.
We are the people, Mississippians. We are the land, growing food, fiber, and timber. We are there when you need us, from the roof over your head to the food on your table. We are small town, but big moments, your next door neighbors. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. It's a big job keeping a whole planet fed. More American producers are turning to the fuel that gives them the power to do it. Propane. With lower costs, cleaner emissions, and greater reliability, propane can do more around your operation better than any other fuel. And with an abundant supply made right here in the U.S., you're helping America stay energy independent. We've got a world to feed, so let's get to work in a clean energy revolution. Energy for everyone. Propane. For more information, visit MSPropane.com. adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now there's SkyRizzy. Rizinkizumab Rizza, a prescription only 150 milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clear skin at four months. And SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand. Nothing on my skin, that's my new plan. Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic and psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. I noticed mom hasn't been herself lately. She's been forgetful and not remembering to take her medicine. After visiting the orchard, I knew it was perfect. The orchard is Mississippi's premier continuing care retirement community, licensed in Alzheimer's and dementia care for men and women. I know she's in good hands. It's safe, convenient, and most importantly, it feels like home. For that extra peace of mind, call the orchard today for a tour. 601-856-2205 or go to Orchard retirement.com. Are you the parent of a two to seven year old? Listen closely for an exciting free radio offer. By now you've probably heard of ABC Mouse, the Parents' Choice Award winning online learning program that's actually changing the lives of early learners everywhere. ABC Mouse is like a little one-on-one teacher. It has helped her so much. Right now we're offering a special radio promo to try it free for a month, but you have to go to abcmouse.com slash radio to claim your free month. That's abcmouse.com slash radio. Sponsored by Age of Learning. It's been said that time waits for no one, but that's not completely true. Hi, I'm Cameron Aubrey. Since 1920, our family has been privileged to serve as Mississippi's foremost diamond merchant. For decades, generations have trusted all Britons for engagement rings, anniversaries, and those special events in life. Time has certainly changed our world. The internet, smartphones, and social media have revolutionized how we research, communicate, and even shop. At All Britons, we've grown with you. At AllBritons.com, you can search, shop, and find the latest in fine jewelry. But for those who prefer the personal experience, you can now shop the all-new AllBritons, 4460 Old Canton Road in Northeast Jackson. With new displays and the latest designer jewelry, we're located across from our old home in Highland Village. Still the same AllBritons service you'd expect, but now bigger and better. You've waited for us, now we're ready for you. Come see what's new. AllBritons, 4460 Old Canton Road in Jackson. At AllBritons.com. 
Welcome to Weekend Gardening. Yeah, I've been listening to too much Leon Russell this week. It's all kind of rolling around in there. It's great. Today is the 3rd of June. A sleepy, dusky Delta day. All right, all right. Anyway, don't forget, if you're not there already, you should be, because our friends at the train depot in downtown Hattiesburg are hosting the Hattiesburg Area Daylily Society this morning. And it's, it's fun stuff, super-duper people, really, really great event, and I hope that you are already there. So tell them all I said, hey. Why do people live to be, and yes, I know all of y'all, for the two people that sent in the note and said, what are y'all talking about the 3rd of June? What is this? Can we? Can I just say Bobby Gentry? Look it up. <laughs> is that enough? Do I have to really do this? Anyway, Tallahatchie Bridge, yeah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Why do some people live to be 100? Some other people didn't want to live to be 100, but a lot of people would like to live to be 100. My uh, my mother said that part of the, the fear of living to be 100 was that who else would still be alive? <laughs> you know, so that's another question entirely. But the University of Copenhagen is trying to figure out why a particular group, they've been studying almost 200 Japanese centenarians, people that have made it to 100. They've been, they have started to figure out what's different about them. And because this is our primary subject around here so often, gardening takes guts, you know. It really does. you got to be a gambler and you got to have a, a whole lot of heart and patience to do what we do. It also turns out that intestinal bacteria and, yes, the bacterial viruses, which, by the way, are friends with each other, they don't talk to you, they don't care about you, but they're all in your gut. And if they're talking to each other appropriately, you can live to be 100. I love this. It's the, the Center for Protein Research. <laughs> well, you know, Burgess Meredith swore by a pot of coffee, a side of bacon, and a pack of reds. He said, that's how <laughs> you do indeed. it, man. I'm not breaking this. <laughs> he did indeed. <laughs> He lived to be, like, really old, too. Uh, one of my grandfathers, grandfathers by marriage, actually, but one of my grandfathers smoked cigars, and he didn't. He smoked only two a week, and he said that was the limit. He lived to be really, really old, and that's what he did. I, don't, I, can't, I can't vouch for any of that, but I can tell you that if it's not working, we have doctors that will help you with it. So we can all hopefully live to be at least 100, maybe longer, and live well and be happy. Fun stuff. Oh, now we're getting YouTube stuff. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> Y'all send me things on YouTube that I shouldn't even see in the privacy of my own home. Y'all need to be more careful. Just need to be more careful. By the way, brain connectivity and memory improve in older adults that walk. Now, I have a friend that has just recently put the, the, the calculator on your hip. It's what's well, actually in her phone that tells you how many steps you have walked in a given day. She said she got tired looking at it. But it isn't about, it's not about those walkings, that, that walking. It's about walking just for the joy of walking. 
And that is part of what we're looking at in terms of that same MRI that, 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 that now we can put people in them. They, we put them in and we look at all this kind of stuff. They walked on a treadmill four days a week for 12 weeks. But before this and then after it, they went through all these other contortions that tested your memory. Read a story, tell about it, do the exercise. And it turned out that, in fact, when the com- combination of all these things worked together, they really had to had a much longer life in terms of those people. So that's kind of interesting stuff, something that we will all want to. I don't know that I want to be on a treadmill three hours a day for a week, but even much longer and all that. Um, and, yes, we do get up and getting up and keeping it moving. They, they say move it or lose it. That's that's another true one. And for those of us who have chronic pain issues and who live with orthopedic things, it is very, very important to keep it all moving because if you don't, it won't. That's very important to know. That's what gardening is all about because you can do gardening at whatever level of physicality you have going in your life or on that particular day. There's always some other thing that you can look at and take care of. Talking about flavonoids, in a lot of research we have seen um, this week, a bunch of that stuff, I was really tickled to find out. I think we're soon we're going to be seeing the Mediterranean and flavonoid diets kind of come together because there's so much of similar stuff. But I was particularly interested in parsley. That there's 130 milligrams of flavanols per gram of parsley. And this time of the year, many of us are really going after lots and lots of parsley because it's about to bolt in our gardens. And we're either putting it into dry or freezing it or we're trying to eat it you know a whole lot so it's all of that work all that works out right now and and it's good for us in addition i know we are are tidying up here but mike had called uh from sonora mississippi and he had been given a couple of snowball bushes uh that the person who Mm -hmm. had them dug them up and gave them he had just put them in and said that he was getting some uh some yellowish and and just not not really kind of um crispy and Mm -hmm. he was curious Mm -hmm. what he could do to you know get some life if he uh, didn't prune them, he needs to prune back off a third of those He said he was wanting to cut about half of it yeah, off. Yeah, do that. that. Okay, cut he's a third listening. To so. start. Cut a third Perfect. to start. You may have to go to a half, but cut a third to start. That's usually that's the, the overall rule, particularly for transplanting in weather that is less than perfect. And this, believe me, this is not perfect transplanting weather. <laughs> Y'all are terrible. <laughs> oh, in the YouTube video, just so you know, it was uh, a clothesline dance of clothes on the line, on the line. in a shadow. That's it was exactly absolutely right. uh, That's cool. That's exactly yeah. right. It, there, it, it, the times that I've seen that particular clip, it, um, re, it so reminds me of Holland. North Holland, um, when I was visiting there, they were planting potatoes. And it was so much like the Mississippi Delta. It was it was like being at home after not being home for a week. It was very much the same kinds of tractors, same kinds of boots, same kinds of people, you know, lots and lots of, of stuff going on and the clothes dancing on the line. And that's what you always hope it's about as opposed to the football move. <laughs> so, oh, my goodness. Fun stuff today. Y'all are just terrific. It turns out that women are more empathetic and able to read other people's minds by not reading their mind necessarily, but by intuiting what they think. And I believe that that is um, not it's, – it's one of those duh, you know, issues, but that's a fun one to have. I'm sending the address. Um, please send me a, your note, and I'll send you all that information that you're looking for. 
We're doing six things at once here in the garden show because that's what we do, especially when we know that Buddy is waiting and we have to leave here and just come. We could go another hour without any problem, except they won't let us. But that's okay. That's how come we get to come back next week. I have one thing to leave you with today, and I wish that I could do Melissa Roush's voice from the Big Bang Theory. When she played a microbiologist in that program and they did, they worked on drugs for people to cure things they ended up having one that didn't work for what it was supposed to work for but it had a different effect entirely and her response to it there the company's response to it from her lab was something to the effect of well now we're just going to market it you know as a different kind of drug guess what we're looking at that our own cells We've got antibiotics that they have developed that didn't work as antibiotics for whatever they were trying to cure. But in fact, just like we can repurpose so many other things, the weed killers of the future are probably going to include failed antibiotics. I want you to think about that. I want you to discuss it at dinner this evening. Come back next week and let's talk about what we think about the failures of an antibiotic What's it going to kill? How long will it stay dead? Will it grow back? How much are these things going to cost? Good grief. Now, go pull some weeds and come see me next week for more weekend gardening. Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of South Communication. of Mississippi. It's time you get the benefits you deserve. If you're eligible for both Medicare and Medicaid, there's a local health plan just for you. Shared Health Dual Plus, a dual eligible special needs plan with more benefits like a $2,500 yearly allowance for over-the-counter items and groceries, a $600 yearly allowance for utility bills, a $5,000 yearly allowance for dental care, and shared rewards. All accessed on one easy-to-use card. Plus more Call 855-413-8769, TTY 711, or visit SharedHealthMS.com. Paid actor portrayal. Shared Health Dual Plus is an HMO DSNP plan with a Medicare contract and a contract with the Mississippi Division of Medicaid. Enrollment in Shared Health Dual Plus depends on contract renewal. Shared Health Mississippi, Inc. does not discriminate on the basis of race, color, national origin, sex, age, or disability in its health programs and activities. Benefit limits and exclusions may apply. Check the plan's evidence of coverage or details or give us a call. The following is a message from the future, sent by Jamie from Progressive. Back in 2023, you could get help from Progressive Online through our mobile app or over the phone. But here, in the future, we can communicate with you through telepathy. <laughs> now, I don't think anyone in 2023 has mastered telepathy yet, but if you have, then you can totally read my thoughts right now. And yes, I did leave the oven on. Wow, you're good at this. That was a message from the future. Get the help you need today with Progressive. Do you smell smoke? I really should go. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Are you the parent of a 2- to 7-year-old? Listen closely for an exciting free radio offer. By now, you've probably heard of ABC Mouse, the Parents' Choice Award-winning online learning program that's actually changing the lives of early learners everywhere. ABC Mouse is like a little one-on-one teacher. It has helped her so much. Right now, we're offering a special radio promo to try it free for a month. But you have to go to abcmouse.com slash radio to claim your free month. 
That's abcmouse.com slash radio. Sponsored by Age of Learning. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.